Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. And this is Burger of the Week. Each week, we discuss an episode of the Fox animated series, Bob's Burgers, and then we create a themed burger based on the episode. This week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 6, The Deepening. It should be The Deepening 3. Deepening. deepening. Yeah. <laughs> the Deepening is kind of a weird name, though, because it is semi-sexual. It if is? If you think about it. <laughs> or maybe that's just where my mind is. Apparently. Yep. In the gutter. I mean, the movie that they watch. I mean, The Deepening 3 is like 90% nude scenes. Yeah, 90% nude car wash. Yeah. So, I'm not wrong is all I'm saying. That's fair. <laughs> this episode was written by Greg Thompson and directed by Bernard Derriman, and it aired November 25th, 2012. The store next door was Butt Stuff Underwear Outlet, which is fantastic. Yeah. And then <laughs> Butt Stuff always makes me think of Troy from Community. Because you know that he likes butt stuff. You know he likes butt stuff. <laughs> He's told us more than once. The exterminator van was Wild Wild Pest. Which, which is similar to an earlier van that we had uh, named How the Pest Was Won. So they like their westerns. Mm-hmm. Western <laughs> motif. Yeah. We had two burgers this episode. She's a super leek burger, which comes with braised leeks. Now, I don't get this one. Super freak, super freak. She's super freaking now. Okay, now I get it. Do you? I do. Okay. Yeah, it's from the song, She's a Super Freak. Right. It's too much of a stretch for me, apparently. Yeah, apparently. The next burger was Let's Get Frisee Burger. Which is kind of like, let's get busy. Yep. Again, sexual. Yep, absolutely. What is happening? You're right. Uh, Greg Thompson, the writer. I don't know. What are you up to, Greg? Yeah, get your mind out of that gutter, Greg. And fish mine out of there, too. <laughs> so, what is Frisee? Frisee is a type of uh, endive, I want to say. Endive. Endive. No, I'm going to... It's it's a kind of a vegetable. It's like a leafy vegetable, sort of... Like a lettuce? Yeah, kind of like a lettuce, but frizzier. Like kale? Mm, kind of, but less curly. Yeah. So this week, we're going to try a little bit of a different format. Um, instead of doing our usual beat by beat, we are going to try and do a synopsis instead. So we'll give you... The general overview of the episode, and then we're going to talk about everything that happens and, and how we feel about that. And then we will do our burgers. So, this week, Mr. Fish Odor uses the Belcher kids as a focus group to help him attract more business to Wonder Wharf. Bob convinces Mr. Fish Odor to purchase a mechanical shark that was used in a movie shot in town. The Belcher kids accidentally let the shark loose, and it breaks out of the amusement park, threatening the town's safety. After several failed attempts to stop the shark, thanks to Bob. And the rest of the town, the they're of the terrible. Town. They come true. up with really bad ideas. <laughs> Teddy finally stops it by using Bob's ice cream machine. The restaurant is in need of repairs, but everyone is safe. One of my favorite moments happens right at the beginning of the episode. When we see the guy with the bicycle. The biker comes over, he puts his seat back on, and he's like, Want to see my receipt? And he shows Bob his butt. He, like, pulls just pulls down, his, down pants. his pants. And actually, my favorite part about that is Louise yelling, Where do you shop? It <laughs> <laughs> is really good. It's so good. It is very funny. It's very clever. It's very cute. It's a nice way to kind of set up that Bob is the block captain. 
which came out of nowhere. Like nowhere. What? Who would assign? Who would agree to this? Hugo would never agree to this if he's quadrant captain. Yeah, there's no way Hugo would have like fought against that. He would have had a campaign. So would reflections. Reflections yeah. would not have agreed to that. No, no way. Edith would be flipping out. And the thing is, like, as much as I could, okay, fine. There wasn't some sort of protest against Bob becoming block captain. Why does Bob want to be block captain? Bob yeah, has... Bob doesn't want to do anything with the community. But that's the point. That's why what I don't get is, like, Bob doesn't actually care about the community in that way. Like, he's not had, that invested. They could have had one quick throwaway line about how they forced him to or something, or he drew the short straw, or it's his turn this month, or or something. Yeah, actually, if it had been something like, it's his turn this month, that would have been fine. All you have to do, one sentence, done. Believable. Mm-hmm. And um, I could believe that Bob got bullied into it. Sure. Or, you know, kind of forced into it. Um, or Hugo would do some surprise inspections or something, so he, like, has to. Yeah, but Bob wanting to be block captain just because he thought he was gonna get, like, some sort of power out of it? Nope. No, I don't see it happening. And it never happened, never comes up again. No. From what I remember. No, I don't think it does. So this is a bit of a throwaway. Maybe Hugo decided he was not fit to be block captain after this shark capade. Wait, that sounds like... A shark on ice. Hmm. Like the ice capades. Ooh, I would shark watch that. Fuffle? Shark fuffle? I like shark it. Shark kerfuffle? <laughs> a shark fuffle? A shark huffle? <laughs> we'll go with shark huffle. Okay, I like that. That's good <laughs> in the sense that it's really bad. Yeah. Okay. Oh, if you think that's bad, wait for my burgers at the end of the episode. Oh, I'm excited. Mine are not great. <laughs> Actually, Louise has a couple of my favorite lines this episode and or moments. And that's one of them. Where do you shop? And then when the prosthetic arm falls into her lap, basically, and she catches it like the bouquet at a wedding. She's just thrilled and overjoyed. And how traumatizing would that be for that poor woman? That she, would be First, terrifying. she gets the left-handed scissors. I mean, improvised lady, you got this. But let's be honest, that's a huge shark. That is a gigantic mechanical shark. Yes. Coming down on you again and like biting off your prosthetic arm? Terrifying. Nope, nope, nope. The woman we get in this episode, uh, Christy Sanducci, she's obviously based off of Bethany Hamilton, who was Mm -hmm. a professional surfer, and she lost her arm at 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't realize it was so young until I Googled her after watching this episode. Yeah. 13 years old, she was already a pro surfer before that, ended up continuing pro surfing, and she's still really successful now. Like, she won something last year. Have you seen the movie based off of her life? I have not. I have. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was good. It was traumatizing at the beginning. Yeah, of course. But the movie was Soul Surfer, in case anybody wants to look it up and watch it. Uh, It's really good. Okay. I haven't watched it, but I also have a fear of amputation and general limbs being taken off. So I think I'll pass. So maybe not watch it. Yeah, I think I'll pass on that one. Watching It was terrifying enough when... The movie It? Yes, the movie It. uh, We did go see it recently and... uh, It's very hard, just as an aside, it's very hard to say that that's a movie that you've watched without saying the title and then be able to like, I just watched It. What'd you watch? It. It what? Anyway, that was terrifying. There are arms being ripped off in that movie as well. So, no thank you. Nuh-uh. 
no it's sharks. Singular. There's only one arm. Well, whatever. Fine. One arm. It was terrifying enough. It's all good. It's in the first, like, five minutes. Okay. Still scary. Regardless. Going back to the episode. Yeah. When I watch this episode, I'm a little bit jealous of people who live in big cities like New York or LA where movies are filmed constantly Mm -hmm. because you can walk around town and see all these places where famous movie scenes have happened. Like all these landmarks. Yeah, exactly. It's It must be kind of exciting. I was actually thinking about this when I was watching the movie It the other day um, because... I was thinking, wouldn't it take you out of the movie? Like, if it was shot in your hometown or shot nearby, and then suddenly this scene happens, and the main setting, I was just thinking of the old decrepit house, Mm. um, which is actually somewhere in Ontario. But, like, seeing that and being like, oh, I, I live around the corner from that, or, like, that's right next door, or I pass this every day on my way to work at, you know, McDonald's. Does that take you out of the film? Does it ruin the impact? Does it ruin the moment? Like, I'm not sure how that works because we live in such a small city. Yeah, only in comparison like, to like New York or LA. Yeah, like we've only had a couple of major quote unquote movies filmed here in the past like 20 years. Nothing of noticeable landmarks. And not only that, but it's not like the entire movie is filmed here. It's like key scenes right. sometimes. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought. We've never really experienced that. Yeah. I feel like it would depend on the movie. If it was like one of those apocalyptic, this city is being ruined kind of movies, it might take you out of it. Mm-hmm. But if it was something like When Harry Met Sally, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, a romantic moment could have happened in Central Park for sure. Why not? Yeah, that's that doesn't really... Yeah. Yeah. So... I like that they decided to have Teddy be part of the movie when he was younger. Like, that that's nice, you know? Handsome lifeguard number three. I do feel bad that they all kind of make fun because <laughs> Teddy is no longer considered handsome. Which I think is sad. He could be sort of handsome. I mean, we're seeing the after. It's hard to picture the before. Okay. Well, I'm always standing up for how I think Bob is cute. So, like, I feel a little bad that Teddy's getting criticized so harshly this movie. It's this, all because of this shark. This episode. This darn shark had it out for him right from the start. Ruined his life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything went downhill after that dang shark. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was after the divorce, but, you know. Yeah. We, I guess we don't it know started earlier. <laughs> so, how does that read to you? Like, Teddy being frustrated with this shark instead of being frustrated with the shark operator. That seems exactly like Teddy. Okay. It doesn't seem silly. Oh, it's absolutely silly, but it seems like Teddy to me, taking things to the extreme, but in the, like, not seeing the real picture. Blaming it on this... Mechanical shark, of course, because that's the, technically the person... Right. I'm putting little quotes around this. Yeah. That you know, betrayed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even think that. I mean, it, it would be almost like I could see Tina doing the same thing. Yes, because Tina over-identifies with inanimate objects. Which is <laughs> on point this episode, to the extreme. Yeah, I don't mind it mm-hmm. until the point where Tina refuses to help and she's sort of arguing against stopping the shark. Then it's kind of annoying because you're wondering like, all right, Tina, when are you going to get that the shark isn't alive and yeah, this is... is also ruining your neighborhood? A little Crashing into cars, you know, going to ruin the restaurant kind of thing. 
it's pushed a little too far for me. I do like the little montage we get that's clearly a reference to Free Willy with the really joyous music. I love it. Uh, that part's kind of gross. But I like her riding on it and then um, and being in the little cage underwater dancing with the shark. That's cute. Um, but basically after that, I just wish it dropped off. Mm-hmm. The episode to me went very quickly. Like there was almost no no time to breathe. Everything just kept happening, which w- it felt a little different to me hmm. how quickly it all went. It wasn't a bad thing. It was definitely fast paced. Immediately, Bob convinces Mr. Fishover to get the shark. The shark's already on display. And then suddenly it's the kids knocking over the shark. And then the shark's attacking the town. And that's it. That's the episode. Yeah. All of that happens really quickly. Mm-hmm. Very, it's, very quickly. It's definitely a change to a lot of Bob's episodes. They feel a lot more drawn out. And this feels like it all happens in one afternoon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it happens very quickly anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe no. not an afternoon. I wonder. Because Mr. Fishoder would have to get the shark. Right, after the shark is ordered and delivered. Yes. Okay, then it happens The whole, quickly. yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, I think last week I discussed or I mentioned how I didn't like last week's episode because it didn't feel as grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. That was my big complaint. I feel like this episode is better, surprisingly, <laughs> because I can buy, I could totally buy this happening, except for the extreme measures that the town had to go into to stop the shark. Mm. Like, I can totally see this gigantic, old, decrepit, dead eyed, animatronic beast completely failing and crushing cars and being unable to stop it for a few minutes at least. It just goes a little bit too far. Yeah. I kind of stop buying that it's a possibility when it breaks out of Wonder Wharf. Yeah. Because it just yeah. doesn't seem like it should be able to. And why can't Mr. Fishouter stop it? Because what do you do? It's well, not like it's not plugged in. not just turn it off? He had the control in his hand. Yeah, but it's, it wasn't responding. That's so fair. you would have to find some way to get into the shark. Disconnect the fuel. Yeah, I guess so. It's just clearly... Not as simple as we would hope, because otherwise I would hope that they would go for that <laughs> yeah. solution rather than the oil slick and the spike strip and accidentally electrifying it, which that is one of my favorite parts, even though it's completely ridiculous. And the spike strip re- is my favorite. Oh, yeah, that one is definitely <laughs> my favorite because it's like you don't expect it. You think, oh, okay, maybe it just will be ineffective. Instead, it's like, oh, no, we gave it a weapon. Now it's got a tail that's like whipping back and forth. And yeah. oh, gosh, yeah, it's it's good. That part is funny. How would you have tried to stop the shark? I definitely wouldn't have done the firemen and the police having a surf and turf war. <laughs> uh, I think terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty bad. But let's be honest. Come on, it was, yeah, it was okay. Um, <laughs> I think I would do exactly what I suggested earlier: is cut off the fuel supply. How? So you would get one brave sir or ma'am trying to get into the shark, like from behind, and how it's moving too much. 
See, I think... You might have to sacrifice a few people. I think America could have come to the rescue by using guns. <laughs> you can't shoot it. <laughs> then not? the bullets would start bouncing off of it. And no, then no, no, become no. another weapon. Would it, though? Because the shark, like... Okay. Okay. I think that the, the bullets would down go the gullet. Oh, that might have worked. Or spray foam. Spray insulation. Oh. In a hose. I still say guns. <laughs> Just Why? just guns. Why couldn't they have done a cement mixer? I'm, I was thinking, well, yeah, I guess they could have tried that. But apparently Teddy didn't think to tell anyone that that's how he went down in the movie. Nobody asked. Yeah, well, Teddy, maybe you should just offer instead. Mm-hmm. My point is, I think that they could have used guns to try and hit the, like, the fuel reserve. And then it would explode into a giant fireball. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe you would have don't... blown up Wonder War. Okay, maybe don't crowdsource ideas from me. But anyway, <laughs> I stand by the fact that it would have been a good idea in comparison to all the other ideas, mm-hmm. which were also bad. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> what do you think of Hugo's inclusion in this episode? Did it feel natural at all? Um, he's fine. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really remember him. We haven't really seen him in a while. No, we haven't, Um, which is okay. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It's I was fine. glad to see him, because yeah. he is a member of the town, and... I do like him as quadrant captain. Of course, he's still got to hold something over Bob. Mm-hmm. And I do like his little muttering about Linda making a poor choice in marrying Bob, because it's he's just a running be, gag, yeah. right? But any other interaction he had during the episode, I kind of forget as soon as the episode is done. Mm. So those are the two memorable parts for me as far as Hugo goes, and that's it. Yeah. What do you think? I didn't mind him. Yeah? At first, I didn't know what he was doing there. Like, if he was going to have a major role or anything, but Mm. he was just there for color. Yeah. And added character. That's the town, right? Like, they're, they're starting to get to the point where we know the characters well enough that they can just bring in people without them being incredibly relevant to the story. Right. Like, we still had Edith in this episode from Reflections, you know, being hurtful to Bob, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we had other neighborhood characters as well. So, yeah. mm. yep. did we even have Jimmy in this episode? I don't remember. We saw, I mean, we saw his restaurant right across the street. We know Jimmy. I don't think we saw Jimmy. Oh, surprising. Okay. All right. Do you have any other comments about this episode? Um, I really like the moment. I see you've got this in your notes about when Bob is showing the family the movie, Mm -hmm. which is in 3D, of course, because it's 3D pinning. (laughs) And 3D movies were the rage in the early mid 80s because it was uh, such a novelty. Was it new? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was new-ish, um, but it was really crappy. Like, it's obviously nothing like our 3D now mm-hmm. because it was the red-green, sorry, the red-blue glasses. Right. So everything had that terrible red-blue-green tint. Mm. So, yeah, kind of crappy. But um, Tina nodding to all the, the the racy moments, like the car wash and the the hot tub she's like yep mm -hmm, mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. and bob's like no no and then the guy guy behind behind. yeah the guy behind tina is also nodding like yes please but he's too busy drinking something to like say it out loud (laughs) it's funny it's good it's It's nice to see i love background stuff like that 
Yeah. Just little things. And I like that Tina's the only one wearing those glasses. Everybody else is watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Are miss- they seeing the movie with a bunch of lions around yeah, it? Yeah, I think they're seeing it with a bunch of red and blue lions. But to be honest, like the TV is so far away, I don't they really notice it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they care that much. Um, okay. So overall, are you a fan of this episode? You like it? It's all right. Yeah. It's a solid B. It's a solid C for me, I think. B minus. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, I'll I'll go with a C plus. It's not great. It's okay. I think it suffers a little bit because there's a really great run after this episode of like... Oh, yeah. Four or five episodes that I really enjoy. So you tend to forget this one. Yeah, it's sort of like, oh, yeah, okay, there's this one, and then there's some really great ones coming up that I get really excited about, and I've rewatched several times, whereas this one's kind of a, oh, right, it's that shark one. Or I could watch the next episode. Yeah. Tinosaurus Rex. Tinoranosaurus Rex. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to our burgers, and I believe you said that you had three. I have two, and then I just added a third one, because, hey, why not? I'm so creative that I have no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, alrighty. Uh, You start then, Mr. Three. I have two. Alright, my first burger is the Bananamatronic burger. (laughs) Oh, no! I just assumed it was going to be shark stuff. I wasn't expecting a banana burger. Well, also, ew. Banana? It's actually banana chips. Oh. So, dried banana. Uh, okay, I'm listeners, I am not a fan of bananas. Basically, if it's not with chocolate or peanut butter, it can just be thrown out. <laughs> but, okay, banana chip burger. Yeah. You know, animatronic shark, so it's bananamatronic. Bana- and I didn't want to call it the Bananamatronic Shark Burger because there's no shark in the burger. No. It's just your standard beef burger patty with some banana chips. Okay. To add some sweetness to it. Okay. Yeah, I know. The name is amazing. <laughs> it actually it's is. Really like, bad. it's so bad that I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. You're going to love these other ones. Oh, mine are so bad. I'm so sorry. It's just been a week you had a tough you know? time with these burgers it it has been difficult <laughs> i'm hoping that i can make up for it in the next few episodes all right my first one get ready get I'm brace- excited i'm bracing myself guys it's really bad <laughs> it's the shark leak burger <laughs> yeah, that's shark pretty bad leak. you can't have a leak burger they already had a leak burger in this episode doesn't matter it was very different. That one had sexual overtones, and it's... this is Shark Week overtones. <laughs> okay. Which, unless you're into sharks, ain't sexual. Okay. So, it would have bra- not braised leeks, because that's what they have on their burger. It would have diced, <laughs> fresh she, leeks. She's grasping at straws, just like Bob. Literally. Okay. Literally grasping at straws here. Okay, that's my first burger. It's not great. Go. Ooh, let's go back to the episode just for a moment. <laughs> just briefly. Oh, I do okay. really like the moment where I just remembered it, and I didn't have it in my notes. Okay. Um, Where Teddy tries to make the Jaws joke. Oh, God. You're going to need a bigger restaurant. 
terrible. And Bob says, really? Like, that's too forced. Yeah. It Which, was really good. I'm glad they do that because if they had just left it as like, haha, that's a great reference, right? Like, that's not, you don't even, that's not even, you didn't even try. Yeah, that's not organic. It's not cute. It's right. just too forced. I agree. Yeah. And on that note. Just like my super forced Shark League burger. My okay. next burger <laughs> is, we're going to need a bigger goat. <laughs> oh, no. And it's a goat burger. <laughs> Wait, what was my goat burger from a couple weeks ago? Whatever floats your goat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you like <laughs> yours better? We're going to need a bigger goat. Uh, no, I think yours was better. I don't know. We're going to need a bigger goat. It's pretty it's, good. It's kind of funny. It's cute. It's a little It's a little dumb, but... It's a little cute. Yep, it's all right. I still like Bananamatronic best. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't ask. All right, okay. what's your next burger? <sighs> okay... My next burger is shark fin dupe burger. Oh my god. Because there's no shark fin in it. Oh, <laughs> so you order it and you've been duped. Exactly. Shark fin dupe burger. So what's in it? It's a regular burger and it doesn't have shark fin. So you just order it and you just get literally a regular burger? Sure. Oh, oh, except, except they put a little paper shark fin on and then they they push it into the bun with a uh, toothpick. Couldn't they just cut pickles into shark fins and just like stick them on top? That's a lot more work than just making a little cardboard shark fin. Sure, okay. Okay, so that's what you get on your burger. It doesn't actually come with proper real shark fin because that's, that's a terrible practice. So, yeah. Shark fin dupe burger. Oh, boy. <laughs> You've been duped. <laughs> You've been shark fin duped. Okay. I told you they were bad this week. You Ag- should not be agreed. surprised. Agreed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, if you're shaking your head. Don't worry, we are I'm too. sorry, but what did you expect? <laughs> Just enjoy Jason's bananamatronic burger. I got another one. Also, there should be like something animatronic about your burger. Something like... It comes with nuts and bolts, but, like, nuts and bolts are actually... Oh, oh, wasn't there some sort of, like, Chex Mix stuff and it was called nuts and bolts? Mm. Or am I thinking of something else? Anyway, if there is, which there might be, and if there is, it should come with that. I just made your burger better. Thank you very much. All right. right. What's your last one to tell Queen Vivian? My last one is eating a chive burger. What? I told you. The oh, last eaten one. alive! Oh yeah. my god, I didn't even get I it. I know because it's so bad. <laughs> oh, not good. Not no, good. No, that's why I said my third one. I just kind of like made it up because I'm so creative. Oh yeah, okay. You're like, oh, I'm eating a chive. Real good. Yep. Real good. Yep. Okay. I know. So I'm just gonna go ahead and voice my opinion, mm-hmm. of which is objective fact <laughs> at this point. I'm glad to know that your opinion is fact. It's fact, your opinion right? Opinion is always solid opinion fact. equal fact. That's how certain people operate in this planet on this planet. So yes, it's certainly true. I think Bananamatronic should win. Okay, the Bananamatronic burger. Yep. Okay. What do you think? I'm. Um, Okay with that. All right, then I guess my opinion is objective fact. High five. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So that will bring us to the end of Burger of the Week, a multiverse radio production. 
Thank you so much for listening to us ramble every single week. We really love you guys and appreciate every single one of you. We actually just love hearing ourselves talk. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) The best way to spread the word or show your support is by leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and also just talking about us on social media. Like, if you know somebody else who loves Bob's Burgers, tell them. Or hey, if you know any uh, any of the voice actors, tell them that we're cool. We are cool. Also, maybe we don't want to talk to them. I don't know. I might get nervous. <laughs> anyway, I'll no. grill them. I'll grill them like a burger. Oh no, we can't talk to them. We're not cool enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, if you have friends that like Bob's Burgers, if you tweet about Bob's Burgers, tweet about us too. If you dream about Bob's Burgers, dream about us too, but not in a weird way. We are watching, or in a weird way. <laughs> I mean, it is. We're not watching. That's weird. (laughs) Is it? No. You just made it weird. (laughs) All right. And if you feel like discussing sharks and 80s movies, then you can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio and on Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. And you can also send us an email from our website, multiverseradio.ca. Next week, we're discussing Season 3, Episode 7, Tina Ranosaurus Rex, where Bob decides to teach Tina how to drive the car. Yeah, and you can guess how that's going to go. Great. Super good. I'm pretty sure even if you've never watched an episode of Bob's Burgers, you know the scene that we're going to be talking about. You might not know it, but you can really guess how it's going to go. No, you know it. Yeah. And I may have an interesting personal anecdote to tell you next week that is going to be half embarrassing, half funny, I hope. I don't oh, know. I'll, we'll I'll see. Laugh. We'll see. I'll definitely okay. laugh. Yeah. So tune in for that. Or just tune in for us. Those were awesome. And if you guys are fans of the NBC show The Good Place, which is starting season two soon, then you can check out our podcast about that show called Forking Bullshit. Uh, we do have all of our episodes for season one already out, so you can go listen to them right now. And then you can join us sometime this week. We still haven't exactly figured out our schedule. Um, but you can join us sometime this week for the beginning of season two. And you can check out Season 2, Episode 1, Wednesday night on NBC. Boom. Thanks, guys. We'll see S-E-A-U next week. What up? (laughs) Jason gave me the worst face. No, I just had an aneurysm. Oh, okay. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm a shark! Is that how sharks greet each other? Sure. Hi, I'm a shark. Hi, I'm also a shark. What a coincidence. (laughs) What a small ocean. (laughs) And I really wonder if someone doesn't know this. They start listening and they're like, hmm, I bet this is like a Harry Potter podcast because that would be sorely disappointing for them. What does Burger of the Week have to do with Harry Potter? It has nothing to do with Harry Potter, and that is my point. (laughs) Okay. Boy, am I in the wrong podcast. Jeez, I'm sorry. If you came here for Harry P, there ain't none of them. (laughs) I should not have said that. I should not have said that. I definitely should not have said that. Wait, wait, wait. You're a Burger Harry? (laughs) More like you're a hairy burger. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>